Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Addicts, welcome to episode 238 of Hobby Addicts. I am Mandy, and there are only two of us today. Mitsuki is out. So, hello, Mason. How are you? How was your weekend?、Uh, it's going well. It's, it's been a long weekend because we're coming off the, the Thanksgiving weekend, so I had quite some extra days off. I'm sure people like, instantly are so used to hearing Mitsu's voice that. When you like introduce it, they're like, oh no, what's wrong? What's, what's going on? Like, it,、mm. I wonder if it throws them for a loop for a second. No way. I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> no, my weekend was great. It was uncharacteristically warm over here in the Midwest. It was like high 40s, low 50s. So it was, it was a pretty nice weekend. And、uh, it was perfect for staying inside and playing video games, I guess. Yeah, same. I was looking at the weather right now because I've been outside today. Apparently, it's 55. And yesterday, somebody told us we were supposed to get snow, and that never happened. So, yay. <laughs> we got snow four or five days ago, but it was gone by the afternoon.、Mm. So,、yeah. nothing major. I'm not, I'm not really looking forward to going back to work tomorrow. It's kind of nice sleeping in for four days. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so today I am talking about some video games. It looks like we're all, like everything is a video game today. Yep, I, I think so. I have not finished、yeah. my book yet. I'm about、uh, maybe, maybe next week's episode, but I'm guessing two, two weeks' episodes from now. I'll have a, a very funny book to talk about. Alrighty, so、uh, if you don't like video games, I apologize, but thank you for supporting. <laughs> I, I wish I had something else, but you know, my sister was home for the weekend and we played、um, a video game together and we watched more Bates Motel and it is getting really good, but I figured I'd wait till Mitz came back to talk about it because that way I, you know, I can get his opinion on stuff as well.、Mm-hmm. But,、um, But yeah, man, we watched、uh, a whole season and a half of Bates Hotel while my sister is here, and it was crazy. Shit is happening in the show. It's getting whack. <laughs> yeah. But、um, yeah, so I will be talking about 13 Sentinels, which is a PS4 game. And I will also be talking about Overcooked 2 on the Switch. And Mason, you are talking about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and the Attack on Titan 2 game? That's correct. I believe. That's the plan. Um, why don't we just go back and forth? You can go ahead and start with one of yours.、Uh, sure. So I'll start with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. What a terrible name with the colon <laughs> in there and everything.、Uh, this is a 2019 action adventure game that is, you know, the most generic action adventure mechanics that you would find in games these days. It has like all the, you know, Wall climbing and tightrope walking of like an Assassin's Creed or Uncharted game, like all of those like fundamentals that you see in every game is found here. But where it kind of bucks tradition is it kind of has a Dark Souls light experience with like the、uh, how experience is like gained and lost and like the enemy respawn mechanics when you rest at a quote unquote bonfire. 
Um, it is a EA game, but it doesn't feel like one. The developers respawn entertainment, and it seems like they were actually given the opportunity to make a decent game with a budget, and they don't have like the typical EA trappings of like loot boxes or exclusive like pre-order content and all the other like AAA industry profit mechanics that hamstring a lot of other games. Hmm. So honestly, I'm a pretty anti-Star Wars fan as a, as a <laughs> franchise. Like, I just, the movies never really stuck with me, and I really haven't pursued the series further. So, going into a Star Wars video game, I was just like, let's let's see how it plays. And this game, for from what I know, takes place between episodes three and four, and we control the last remaining Jedi after... The, the Jedi Order has been, as the name suggests of the game, it has fallen. So all the, all the Jedis are either dead or in disarray and disorganized, and it's up to our main guy to gather them and revive them and bring them back together. I'm sure there are tons of references in this game that I missed, but I really didn't feel like I was missing anything. Like, with basic Star Wars understanding, like knowing what a Jedi is, like I was able to follow the plot of this game well enough and it's not like a super stunning game and obviously you can't rewrite the films but it's passable and the characters and the creatures have the depth behind them so it was all right on that front um since you're not a star wars fan what made you pick this one up uh, i well i went to the library and i picked up two games oh okay. and this one had pretty good reviews and the other one I knew did not have very good reviews. <laughs> and I just wanted to kind of try them out. You know, I, I really wouldn't have gone out of my way to buy this game. But mm -hmm. I remember talk, uh, hearing a lot of pretty positive reviews about it when it came out for the Dark Souls-like experience and kind of the engaging combat and this and that. So I figured worse and worse is I don't like it. So I was, I don't know, giving it a chance. Okay. And uh, last week I talked about like Hellblade. And I talked about how, how like Senua felt like controlling a boat through sand. In this game, in this game, the the guy you control, Kel, he moves like a GTA motorcycle. Like he leans into everything as he runs around, uh, which is kind of weird. But it's not bad. But you do a lot of running around because there's a lot of exploration you need to do in this world, like for finding treasures and shortcuts or whatever. But there's no fast travel between saves. So whenever you need to go back somewhere, you are running all over the place again, which is just kind of annoying. And especially when you pick a planet to go to, you get like halfway through it. And then it's like uh, your double jump is in another castle. So you have to like turn around and run all the way back to the beginning and leave the planet because I guess you weren't supposed to go there and you have to go get another ability. And you're just <laughs> like, oh, why can't I fast travel out of here? And like the guy can do so much like he is a jedi you have wall running you have force pushes and pulls you have time dilation you have this cool lightsaber uh which not only like looks awesome but like it interacts with the environment in different ways it has a bunch of cool lighting effects like he has so many cool things to do but fighting the enemies themselves is kind of a pain because when you're fighting like a stormtrooper you're kicking butt, you're deflecting their bullets back at them, you're being a real cool guy. But then the game is like, okay, you did good with that. How about fighting like 17 really small animals that just kind of like <laughs> chip away at your ankles and all your cool moves do nothing to them and it just becomes like a messy like thing. So it works most of the time. The game looks great. Um, there's, besides like a couple really ugly looking Wookiees, 
like it's a very visually solid game, which kind of makes sense because the load times are so long. Like I played pre-patch Bloodborne, which was kind of like notorious for having like minute long loading times. These this is even worse. Like I would every time I would die and like have to like reload, I would like pick up my phone instantly because I knew it would take so long to finally get to it. And you would think that after all that loading time, things would, uh, you know, load. But no, <laughs> no, there's so many instances where you would start a level and be like, it's kind of empty. And as you would start running around, enemies would start like popping in out of nowhere because they just didn't register. This it's, is PS4? This is PS4, and okay. it's, like, it looks great, but it's just full of, like, little janky things that kind of take you out of it. Hmm. I mean, there are a lot of good things about the game that kind of differentiate it from the Dark Souls. Like, you don't need to kill the enemy that killed you, you just need to bop him on the head once. Uh, <laughs> falling isn't an insta-death, it kind of just brings you back. And there are difficulty settings to the game, which you are free to change, which what I'm absolutely fine with, and I think... That's a great thing because you can really scale the difficulty in a way that doesn't make enemies just like a blitz sponge. It's not like they get stronger, but so much as like their level of aggression and the attacks that they do change. So like you can bump up to the highest difficulty, but still feel like a badass Jedi and like slice through them in a couple hits. It just means they're doing more like difficult attacks on you, which whereas the easier guys are kind of just they're still like the same health pool, but they don't, they give you a chance to like breathe a bit more. So I think that the way they did difficulty was really well done, but overall I was kind of mixed on it. So if you're one of those people who are like Mason quit picking everything, uh, this is a fun game and you should check it out. Hmm. I don't know anything about star Wars. Unfortunately, Uh, it's one of those (laughs) franchises where I feel bad because it's so massive, but I literally know nothing about it. Have you ever given it a chance? Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen the original trilogy, and okay. I've seen some of the other ones, but i just never been able to get into it. I know there's so much lore with all of the books and yes. games, and it's massive, and I just, I don't know. It, I guess it just went over my head because I just didn't care. I don't know. I, it's weird. It's like, other than Legend of the Gal- Legend of the Galactic Heroes, I just don't get into big space properties. I don't know why. I'm it's the exact just- same way. I've, I, I feel you completely. <laughs> I don't know why it just never was able to click with me, but um, that's cool though for people who did like it. I think the only the only Star Wars game I ever played was the MMO, the um, Old Republic, which was by Bioware. Yep. And I played it for a little bit. I think up until it went for free, and then for some reason I just fell off of it because I really liked the story part of it. Like there's so many ways you could customize your character, and just like in Bioware games, it was kind of cool for an MMO where your choices mattered and um, like all of the conversations and uh, like your party members could be part of the conversation. I thought that was super cool, but it just I don't know it control. I didn't like the way it controlled and there. The quests, there were way too many fetch quests, and I just wasn't able to keep up with it. And it's also, it's just hard keeping up with more than one MMO. Yeah, and, especially at that time. <laughs> and I have so much uh, time and money put into Warcraft that it's hard to tear away from it. So that was another thing with it. But yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. I just still can't get into the story of the world, but cool for star wars fans though yeah yeah i'm sure star wars fans have already checked it out if they haven't but if some reason you were like 
you kind of didn't like what EA did with uh, what was Battlefront, the second one, which got a lot of flack and you were just like Star Wars games. Mm, I I don't trust them anymore with it. Uh, Give Fallen Order a chance. It's a pretty fun time. And I'm sure there's a ton of, like I said, small references and bits of lore that you'll just be like, wow, that was a great little nugget. And they definitely put time and care into it. So check it out. Nice. Um, over the weekend, I played Overcooked 2 with my family. <laughs> I played with me, my sister, and my mom, and that was uh, an adventure. Amazing. I love Overcooked. <laughs> Did you play it all on the Switch? Yeah, we played it on the Switch. So you had the little Joy-Cons where you turn them sideways? Um, well, no, I brought my Switch. So we had my Switch, we had my sister's Switch controllers, and then we had a wired controller, which we gave to my mom. Okay. I so, highly recommend um, not playing that game with a wired or like a good controller. Not playing with a good controller? Yeah, I think part of the charm <laughs> in the game is like having this little rinky dink controller that doesn't quite work naturally. <laughs> so like you're kind of missing and you're kind of like dropping things when you don't mean to. Like I think that adds to like the mayhem of the game, but I'll let you talk about it. Sorry. <laughs> you should play this game with a bad controller. You should. Mason you really should. Says. It's already janky and like just messing stuff up like ruins the, the entire process and like you're you're dropping fish like off the side of the container and just losing oh. minutes of progress and everyone Plenty is just screaming happened. and yelling. Oh, it's so good. Oh, there was a lot of screaming. Plenty of things got thrown into the sea. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Even with controllers, uh, my mom fucked everything up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so last week you talked about how your sister fucked up everything in that puzzle game. Who was the culprit in this oh, one? My mother, which is great because you know my, my mother is like pushing sixties. So, yeah, um, yeah, I get she's, it. You know, she's a little bit slower, but that, but I mean, she had so much fun with it. And that's, that was why I wanted to play is because we had so much fun together playing it. And, um, yeah, so we, I don't even know how far we got, honestly, but, uh, we tried, we'd always go into a round just completely blind and chaos ensues and everything's on fire. And then we would try to, like give jobs to everybody and my mom oh you know my mom she she already has trouble seeing the screen so Mm -hmm. she uh would never follow her job and we tried to work around her but it it was really funny and um we usually put her on dishes (laughs) she got so mad at us (laughs) you know like why am i always on dishes give me more we're like we can't you set the kitchen on fire so it was a fun like family time together so um i guess if nobody knows what overcooked is it's a game by team 17 and in this game you it's a co-op game you can play with up to i believe four people Mm -hmm. is that right okay yeah so it's like a team-based four-player game where you are trying to cook and put out meals for the unbred, which are like zombie breads. <laughs> so, um, I, I guess there is a story. I wasn't really paying much attention to the story. There's like an onion king with a dog. And, Kevin? Uh, Kevin, yes. Kevin the dog, yeah. Who you can also pet. <laughs> My brother and I play, uh, play, like we challenge each other for the honor of Kevin and who gets to pet him Aww. in the waiting room. That's That's our reward. That's cute. <laughs> so um, there are a whole bunch of different jobs that you can do, and the jobs increase as you go higher in 
levels and also the difficulty increases and the way the stages are set up and move around and obstacles like increase as you go on but the basic gist of it is that um you're given ingredients and you're giving like chopping boards and other kind of like fryers and steamers and um just frying pans and stuff that you have to cook stuff on and then they like they give you a set of um orders up in the top left of like what people want you have to combine everything into a dish and put it on the uh conveyor belt to go out to be served and then if you take too long those orders drop and it's considered like a failed dish but um yeah it it was a lot of chaos (laughs) as you go on the stages move and change and like suddenly you're on an airship and it's blowing wind is blowing you everywhere and like the blimps move um like the uh, like actual stages move up and down so you can only go across at certain times or one player is excluded all the way over onto the side you have to like toss ingredients across the ship most of our food ended up on the floor all the food ended up on the floor (laughs) that's a lot of what happens you make everything but you don't get credit for it because it doesn't get delivered yeah so um a lot of our food ended up on the floor because i would be over on the side like chopping up stuff up and i'm like okay here's a chopped steak and i toss it over to the other side lay it on the floor i'm like i'm just gonna toss you everything you guys put it together and put it out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then um, that didn't work out very well because my sister got panicked with my mom because my mom would like put stuff on like steam or like put rice into steamers and then never take them off. <laughs> the whole kitchen would catch on fire when I have to, have to use a uh, fire extinguisher to put out the fire. <laughs> that Which, you know, wastes time away from your cooking. And so um, I would just... I had to switch controllers with my sister. I'm like, here, you you chop things up and throw them to me. And then I was helping my mom. And my mom got mad at me. She's like, you're so bossy because I'm telling her what to do. Was this your first time playing this game? <laughs> yes, I've never played it before. <laughs> I, I love this game would be like if you and your f- three best friends just got your like jobs working at like a bustling diner and no one knew the menu no one knew how to do anything and orders just started going in like it's inevitable chaos and it's so great because besides like moving around there's maybe only two buttons you need to know Mm -hmm. it's like pick up put like put up put down and action and it's all like the same thing so like you can teach people how to play this game in seconds Mm -hmm. uh and the ending is always catastrophic and a ton of fun it's really fun and uh trying to get my mom to toss things across airships it would always end up in the sea it was really funny because my sister would cook something she'd say take that off the burner my mom my my mom would take it off the burner and throw it into the sea she's like why did you throw it it was just absolute chaos did you guys get to the ice levels no oh there's ice levels where i mean obviously as anyone who's ever played a game knows uh, you don't have the best traction so like your momentum can just take you sliding off a stage and nothing is better than spending a lot of time frying the fish, making the French fries, plating them, getting the dish, getting it all assembled. And then like the place to put the orders when they're finished is like across this narrow bridge and just watching people just slide off and all that work goes to nothing. <laughs> oh, no, that been so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, it, it was it was uh, a lot of fun though, and um, it's we played it on the Switch, which was great. It, I think it was a great Switch game. Oh, and, absolutely! It's also on Windows and I think Mac as well, and PlayStation Four. So, and I, I think also Xbox One. I think it's on everything, literally, literally everything. But 
it's so much fun to play with a group, and I think you can also play online. So I don't know. Maybe maybe one day we need to stream some Overcooked too. <laughs> I've never tried the online thing because, like, I don't know. It's inherently a great party game, but I, I'm sure it would be just as fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was that, and everyone told my mom, and my sister told me I'm too bossy because I would like. There was one uh, round where you, there was like a conveyor belt on both sides, and if you try to run against it, of course, you are going to be slowed down. So mm-hmm. I'm yelling at everybody. I'm like, "Circles, do a circle!" <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "No, just try to get through. You're bumping into me." Don't I'm like, tell me how going. to live my life. <laughs> yeah. So it was a lot of fun for that. Like we were all yelling at each other, but we were having fun while doing it. So yeah, That's, it's a great game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> highly recommend Overcooked. It's a ton of fun. I also played a little bit more Hades, and uh, I got to the point where Zagreus names the Bone Hydra Lerny, yeah. and it made my whole night. <laughs> it was my first time seeing it. I don't, it took a while. Finally, he's like, "You need a name." You know what? Your name is Lerny, and from now on, he's just named Lerny. It says <laughs> it on really the cute. on the top yeah. too, like in this health bar. Yeah. Like now, every time I go in there, he's like, "Oh, nice to see you again, Lerny." I was like, "Oh, this is so cute." Anyways, still love Hades. Still my favorite. What's game. <laughs> are you are you still mainlining the same weapon? Are you branching out? Are you are you sticking with the same weapon and increasing heat? Or are you kind of like collectively upping them all up? I'm kind of just doing whatever. <laughs> okay, whatever the mood strikes I, you as. I just unlocked. I finally unlocked my final bow, which is funny because I I was waiting so long for Achilles to give me the password, but mm-hmm. it was actually Artemis who gave me the password. I was like, oh. I see. I guess I was like skipping over Artemis power up, so it took a really long time. Finally, I was forced to get an Artemis power up, and she's like, "Uh, you know this bow. Try speaking this word to it." I'm like, "Oh, there we go." <laughs> I was waiting for Achilles to give it to me. I thought Achilles no gave wonder. you the the spare. Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, he gave me the spare. I just thought for some reason he was gonna give me all of them. So, <laughs> oops. Oh, <laughs> but. Well. Yeah, so now I have my bow, and I'm gonna play it more. Play more with my bow. <laughs> Last time I, I was increasing the heat on uh, fist weapons because they're so they're. It makes the game so easy. The fist weapons are so powerful. Fist but weapons I also plus, get hit more. Plus the feather boon. Yeah. To give yeah. you the auto dodge chance. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it's all about. Because then you can just get yeah, right up in their good. face. Yeah. So still love Hades. <laughs> to no one's I'm surprise. Still- yeah, I'm still giving everybody gifts and trying to increase my my friendship with everybody. Still, Thanatos, I don't know what's going on with Thanatos. Thanatos will not talk to me now. And I he don't still now will have sex with me. Why is that? He will have <laughs> sex with me, guys. Help. <laughs> Thanatos, why won't you talk to me? And I even looked up guides. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I don't know. He won't talk to me. <laughs> he disappears. Thanatos, I'll have a stage with him. Thanatos Hades, how to smooch. <laughs> I'm like, I have a stage with him. I beat him in that stage, and normally he talks to you afterwards, but now he just <laughs> disappears. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you like okay. beating him? And is he, is he upset? Is he like, ah, oh, you beat me again? Here's your health, and like just bounces. No, like if you lose to him, he he even leaves. Okay. I I don't know. Last time when I saw him in my house, he was talking to dad, and then I was like. Okay, well, now why can't I give you a present? <laughs> I don't don't speak Anyways. to me or my son ever again. <laughs> Quote, unquote, Hades. <laughs> it's so wild that I keep playing it, and I'm still getting story. 
There's so much story in this. Anyways, but yeah, Hades is great. Uh, what about Attack on Titan? What about it? Oh, yeah, I, I guess I played it. <laughs> so I, I said I went to the library and I picked up two games. The other one was Attack on Titan 2, another colon game, Final Battle, it says, which I guess is just a, the second game with the Final Battle DLC. I'm not too sure. So I've always been very wary about like anime video games. I mm-hmm. I guess I'm just like this is just, you know, not so much a cash grab but just expanding the franchise and I don't know. I guess I didn't have high expectations but figured once again, give it a shot. What's the worst that could happen? Well, the worst that could happen is I could have played this game. Um <laughs> have you ever tried this game? No, I've never played an Attack on Titan one. So this is for the PS4. I'm sure it might be for or other consoles. Like I know it's definitely for the Xbox. I'm, and I'm sure the Star Wars game was also for a lot of consoles. But the one I played was for the PS4. Um, right off the bat, uh, this game looks horrendous. Like This is probably the first <laughs> PS2 game that they've been able to make for the PS4. Like This is a PS2 game in every manner. Like Even the menus, just like the really cheaply done... Would you like to change your settings? And yes, no, with like a circle that like moves lazily between them. Like, oh, I just knew I was in for a bad time. <laughs> um, the I will say the opening scene has a very cool like POV shot where you are like a new recruit in the in the Survey Corps, and you are like on the street and like an, a Titan appears. It did really give you a sense of like, oh, this is what it must be like to be in the world, to see a Titan, like to get the sense of scale. The, the sense of doom, like how powerless you are, like it definitely did a good job with that in the opening. Um, and you kind of immediately launch into this quote unquote tutorial where you learn how to do what I thought would be the most interesting part of the game. The, the Spider-Man zip lining 3d maneuver gear, like shooting around the place. So you kind of like chase after this Titan that's running away, but the, it doesn't tell you how to play after that. And it's not expecting you to do anything. So as long as you know how to press one button, you catch up to this Titan quickly. And then, because I guess the game wants you to have practice, you just bounce against this Titan as it, like, fulfills, like, these story prompts. Like, it's very strange that it'd be, like, uh, a game that starts off with you, like, saying, like, catch up to the runaway burglar. And you run up to him, and then you're running with him, and you're like, okay, now what do I do? And the game's like, no, 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 just just stay with them. We need to do a story thing. But just just you don't do anything. You just you're you, you're and then at the very end, you're, you'd like tackle them or something. It's like, why did you have me do that for so long? To, anyway, so uh, you, you then get to do the tutorial afterwards where it takes you back in time to the beginning of the show where everyone's like trying out the 3D maneuver gear. Like it's kind of just following along of the plot of the anime mm-hmm. and you do this training mission. And someone else gets first place. And the guy says, congratulations, you got first. And the guy who wins says, this should put me in the top percentile. It's like, no, you won. Like, of course you're in the top percentile. What are you talking about? Like, (laughs) 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 it's like if a teacher said, "Uh, great job, Mandy, you got an A on the test. And you were just like, I probably did a really good job on this test, wouldn't you say? It's like, (laughs) clearly you got the A. Anyway, um, (laughs) the biggest problem with this is there is no from what I can tell music from the show, like a very, you know, part or very important part of the appeal of the show is Sawano's music. 
None of that's there. Mm-hmm. The combat sound is like super tinny. It's not crunchy. Um, plenty of like the dialogue is non-voice acted, which is kind of pairing with when you're running around the town, you just get a lot of like generic like grunts and like size, you know, like what is if you play like an RPG game and there's a ton of text and the character just goes, Ugh, and then you have to read it all and you hit next and goes, huh? And then you read it like it's that kind of thing. Yeah, I and, hate that. <laughs> And the worst, though, and by that, I mean the best, and I posted this on Twitter, is the sound effects of Sasha, the potato girl, like, eating. <laughs> uh, she sounds like Pac-Man when she takes, like, a bite. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> and then she, like, swallows it and it goes... <laughs> and, the, the, and, like, her food just, like, vanishes. It disappears from her hand. And then it just keeps on going on a loop. Like, it's... I don't know. I, I very quickly realized that I would not be able to make it through more than like an hour of this game. Like you, you run around the city and like anytime you collide with something or touch something, your character transforms to this like really weird drifting walk animation. Like it's it's just cheap on every single level. Um, I don't know. There's decision making where you like you talk with someone and like like you mentioned with Bioware, they give you like a list of options of how to respond and every time you select one, the game almost has to like do a mini load to think about what you just said. And it's like when there's tons of those in the conversation and you hit select and it like glitches out for a second. And, and then you're just like, oh, what the heck is it? I don't know. It's it's awful all the way around. Like it's called Attack on Titan 2, the final battle. And I barely got to the first one before just realizing that going any further would be a waste of time. Like. This is as bad as I was expecting, and perhaps even worse, despite that. So, uh, yeah, don't pick up these games. And I feel bad for my library, because <laughs> they had Attack on Titan 2, Final Battle. They had Attack on Titan 2, the non-DLC version, and they had the first Attack on Titan game. Which makes me think there's like just one kid in my town who's just like, Can you guys get the new Attack on Titan game? That'd make me real happy. And I guess someone's like, I uh, guess we have the budget. Let's do it. So they, there's all of these on the shelf. And people are probably playing these not knowing any better. And it makes me sad. So uh, don't play these games. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, GameStop, GameSpot gave it an 8 out of 10. <laughs> that, I, okay, to be fair, obviously, I, I dropped the game. Maybe there's better mechanics later on. But, uh, Whoever reviewed that game is a liar. Seems <laughs> <laughs> like across the board, everyone gave it like a seven. It's around a seven. Like the fighting of Titans is not bad, which uh, sure, it's the most important part of the game, but everything amongst that, like I don't need a friendship mechanic with every single member of the Survey Corps with my bland protagonist to just run around and I don't know. It, it was a rough time, so I gave on it up on it pretty quick so i was originally go ahead i was because i haven't played it but what you're describing sounded very similar to the oslan senki games okay which i did play and um i looked up what it is and it it is by koi tecmo which is yep the studio that does all of the dynasty warrior games it sets all this sounds very typical for dynasty warrior games and i know that they have a a fan base and i don't know i think it's just something about the i don't know i guess i 
It doesn't sound like it's this way in the Attack on Titan game, what you're describing, because I can't imagine hordes of titans. But I know the one of the draws of the Dynasty Warrior games is just having insane abilities that throw and kill hundreds of people at once. 5,000 hit combos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's but, definitely something relaxing to like the hack and slashes like that. Yeah. Where you can just plow through people and just kind of chill out and relax and do it. And I, I guess I could see that to some degree, but I don't think fans of that would like what is here. Hmm. Yeah, I know the Oz on Sankey one, <clears throat> which that one also followed the anime to a T. And mm-hmm. it had even had movie scenes from the anime in the game. So I don't know. I guess it's just part of the fun of it is just the hack and slash part of it. Because I remember... Oh, what was the painter guy? I forgot his name now. In Arslan Senki? Yeah. I do not know. Let me look it up. I forgot his name, the artist, but uh, I remember when I played, his level was always really fun because it was so stupid and over the top where, like, you would kill people with a paintbrush. Is this uh, (laughs) Narciss? Yes, yes, Narciss, yeah. (laughs) And uh, I remember... um, the bard guy, I don't forget his name. Something starts with the G. But um, his levels were also very silly. But it doesn't sound, it sounds like the, yeah, Gee, that was his name. And, um, but that's funny, but the Ozon one was like very silly and that was like part of the appeal of it. So it sounds like the Attack on Titan one is a bit too serious for what they have. I, I don't know. There's definitely something to be said when the game, like, knows its limitations and budget and kind of has, like, fun with it. And it's not so much that the Attack on Titan one is, like, too serious. Like, it's too nothing. Like, it's so (laughs) bland. It is Potatoes personified. Like, every single character is not quite... Like, it's definitely, you know, a licensed game, but doesn't quite feel right. It's a little off-brand. It's it's, uh, Crystal Flakes instead of, like... You know, Frosted Flakes, like it's just the off-ran version and you can definitely tell in every single aspect. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So, not a recommendation. <laughs> not a recommendation. But- I, I was mainly doing it for the meme because the final season comes out next yeah. week. So I was like, oh, I'll talk about it like in that hobby attic and like make a big thing about it. But I, I gave up on it so quickly. I'm just like, I'll throw it away here. Okay. But it looks like it's available on literally everything. Yep. So if someone's interested. Even the Vita, which is crazy, because I thought they stopped making Vita games. Remember, this, this is did, a PS2 game, so... <laughs> <laughs> this did come out in 2018, and over here it came out in 2019, I believe. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe the DLC came out in 2019. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. So I guess maybe that was before Vita stopped making games. I don't uh, know. I'm I'm way more interested in this game you're about to talk about, though. Oh, 13 Sentinels. Woohoo. Okay, how much time do I have left? Um, about oh. 15-ish minutes? Yeah, go nuts. Alrighty, so 13 Sentinels is a um, very, very story-heavy RTS game by Vanillaware. And when uh, also pu- published by Atlas, and it's very obvious if you play this, it looks various. Like the art style is very reminiscent of other Vanillaware games, like um, Odin Sphere or Dragon's Crown, those kind of games. And um, so, like all of it is two D scrolling, and uh, it's only available on PS4, as far as I know. I don't know if they're going to bring it out on anything else. 
it's, it says it was originally released or scheduled for 2018 and was supposed to come out on the Vita, which is really funny. <laughs> I just talk about Vita being canceled. Vita, so don't, I don't count it out. Don't count it out. <laughs> come back. Win. Win. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think it's ever coming out on Vita because no. they stopped making games, but just PS4. And um, yeah, so, oh man, the story in this is so hard to follow so far, but that's because I'm, I'm not far enough into the game. Like, I definitely have not finished it yet. And I don't think I'm far enough into the game to really grasp everything that's going on. Because mm-hmm. 13 Sentinels is, um, there are 13 protagonists in the series, and it's really hard to keep track of them all. And it have, it deals a lot with time travel. So it travels between time, it jumps between like um, 1945 during like World War II up to like 1985, and then all the way to like the distant future of like, like uh, 2105. <laughs> so it jumps all over the place. But um, it is a sci-fi game about um, mechs, and um, it take it like in the story. There are these big monsters known as kaiju. I think they have another name like Demos or Dimos. But they arrive in 1985 and they attack Japan. And there are different multiple timelines where um, one timeline, the world has basically been destroyed. And the characters have to travel through time to back to the past. And uh, I think the ones, I think from the future, they come back to the past to try and change uh, time. But um, there are 13 different characters and you bounce through all of them. And they all end up getting a... um, what's known as a sentinel and it's kind of it's very similar to um uh what's that mech movie called um pacific rim pacific rim yeah yeah it's just like that where they have to uh like to um like not merge but sync with the mech Mm -hmm. and um there are a bunch of other crazy things in there, like like there are robots in the future that get sent back into the past, and characters find them. And there's a talking cat. I think the cat's an AI, but I'm not sure yet. Maybe <laughs> sold right there. <laughs> talking this cat, cat's yes. An ass- no, this cat is an asshole. So. It's a cat. Ooh, uh, I don't mean it personally. <laughs> it's true, but um, yeah. So. The, the very early um, like prologue of the story, you bounce between all of the characters and each of their um, private story um, moments, it's 2D scrolling. And when you go up and talk to somebody, you uncover uh, thoughts. And um, when you're not in um, like dialogue, you can go up into their thought bubbles and further investigate different things, whether it's like, um, thinking about a paper somebody gave to you or um, somebody in your class talked about a movie and then you can go in, up into your thought cloud and um, you can have like just internal dialogue with yourself about this movie and um, everything is voice acted. It's fully voice acted. Oh, that's and nice. The music is also fantastic. I'm not sure who did it. I didn't look that up, but the music is really good. But um, yeah, so then uh, when you... Uh, there's not really so far much that you can do to change story, I don't think. I, I haven't come up to any like um, dialogue choices. I don't know if that's going to come up later on. But as far as the prologue goes, it doesn't do that. But it does introduce you to all of the characters. It does introduce you to some that are like um, that lost the memory when they traveled through time. But it basically just introduces you to the uh, kaiju. And then between different story sections you go into a big um like 
turn-based, I don't want to say RTS, uh, turn-based um, strategy section, which so far has been really easy. And I don't, I'm waiting for the difficulty to ramp up. Mm-hmm. But when you first start it, um, you... Each section, each section follows a story, so there you don't you don't have all the characters all at once, but um, it is turn based, and there are a lot of kaiju. It throws a ton of them at you, but most of the mechs have like AOE effects on them, and you only get like two, three, I think three abilities per um, mech, but they're all they all have different specializations. Like some of them are melee, some of them are um, ranged, and it's turn based where you're trying to keep the kaiju away from what's known as just the terminal and you have to um protect that terminal from getting attacked by a kaiju or um <clears throat> and also when you're when your characters take too much damage they pop out of their mech and then you're just a human on the ground and uh you have to wait a few turns for your mech to, to repair and come back but if your <clears throat> human gets attacked during that time, they die and they're gone. So, <laughs> uh, so the first few rounds, it says that you fail that mission if somebody dies because it doesn't want you to lose characters that early on. And so, um, so far in the very beginning, of the prologue, all of the uh, like introduction fights, it it feel like the tutorial lasts a long time and introduces you to all the different mechanics. Like later on, you can. Um, after so long in the battle, you can use terminal abilities. Like you can actually use the terminal to attack kaiju, and it'll like send out waves and um, that like, variety. Yeah, <laughs> like destroy them all. You can like create little um, little tiny bots that will around that will like that act as kind of like turrets, but um, and attack whatever comes in range. And there are all different kinds of kaiju. There are ones that fly. There are ones that are ground-based that are big bosses that are ones that throw missiles and you can actually attack the missiles and that's kind of part of like what you want to try to do is stop missiles from hitting the terminal from the kaiju who are attacking far away and it it may like travel over time so like the first turn will be like halfway there and then like the next turn it'll like strike the terminal so you have to attack the missile before it gets to it Mm -hmm. but um yeah, and then after it goes to the prologue, you're introduced to all the characters, and you know all of the mechanics on how to do this fight, uh, do the um, combat. It opens up, and I think this is really cool. It gets, it lets you customize how you want to play the game, where um, there are sec- there is a section called the battle section, where you go out on missions and um, attack uh, and kill kaiju that are attacking terminals. And in that, you have all of the characters at your disposal, all 13 and you can uh, decide which ones are on attack and which ones, I mean, which ones are on offense and which ones are on defense. The ones on defense, uh, story-wise, are just staying around the terminal, just protecting it, but mm-hmm. you can't control them. Offense you are the ones that you are actually active and you can attack with. But again, it takes so much mental power to control the mechs that over time, I think after two battles, the characters are out of commission. They're like, I need a rest. I can't do it anymore because I'm getting oh, really sick. In-game mental power, not like it takes your mental power. No, no, power no, in, in-game resources. mental power. <laughs> in-game mental power, not mine, because so far it's super easy. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so in, in the game, it takes these characters so much mental power to control their mechs that they eventually get really sick. 
And so if I think they get two battles and they have to sit out for a battle to recuperate. Essentially forcing you to use yes. all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good to like have a variety of ones that are melee, ones that are uh, long range. And um, they all have different abilities to them. Some of them have shields. Some of them can create like little turrets. And uh, yeah, there's a whole variety. And then as you go on, you can actually get more um, like I can't remember what it's called. Some kind of currency to upgrade your mechs and give them new abilities. Um, and then there's also the story portion where um, like, it gets you a menu and you can choose, like, do you want to go do battles or do you just want to go unlock more story? And you can play story up until a certain point. I think, I think you have to balance, like, balance back and forth between the two mm-hmm. to unlock more story. You have to do more battles and so on and so forth. But, um, yeah, and then when you get into the story portion, you can go through all the characters and unlock more story between all of them, how it all, like, connects. But um, You mentioned all these various characters. Is it at all in any way similar to, like, Octopath Traveler, which was, like, I'm guessing eight characters that kind of, like... I remember hearing like there was a bunch of characters, but they didn't really play off one another each much. I don't oh, no, really they, remember. All these characters do know each other. Um, not all at the exact same time, because a lot of them you're going through their backstory in the story section. Gotcha. But they, but they, but when you do get to the point where they're all on the battlefield together and they all know each other, they all have relationships with each other. I see. But, um, yeah. So I've heard. I've heard that the story gets really, really good later on. I feel like I'm still so early on in the tutorial section, and I'm having a really difficult time keeping track of them all. (laughs) There's a lot of characters. Long tutorials are like a staple of JRPGs. Yes, unfortunately. And I'm I'm awful with tutorials. I'm like, just give me the thing, and I'll figure it. I want to stumble through it and figure it out myself. (laughs) Yes, just send me. But yeah, there are a, a lot of characters, and um, so far there are little hints here and there that it's interesting because there are like there is like the one guy who is um, who doesn't remember anything, but it seems like other characters, uh, you know, are like remember like what his past is like, and they're trying to keep him from remembering. And so I'm curious how that's going to play out, and uh, I don't know if there. It's interesting, and I'm curious how the story develops, but I don't really... I'm not far enough to, like, really have a strong sense of what's going on. Uh, No worries, no worries. It's still early. (laughs) But yeah, no, so far, though, I'm having fun with it. Um, I just haven't had a lot of time, because I've just been playing occasionally when I can. So Playing uh, The Superior Overcooked (laughs) 2. That was a lot of fun, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was I I couldn't play this in front of my like family. I'm just I'm no. not gonna sit there and play an RPG and let them watch me. Yeah. But um yeah, it's it's cool though. And uh I've heard great things about the story, so I'm excited to see what happens later on. And I and once you do get past the prologue, it does give you the option to increase difficulty. I might do that because so far it's still pretty easy, and I'm curious how it's going to ramp up. But yeah. There are a lot of other little things in there, like if you do so many battles in a row, you get like bonus points to them instead of like if as long as you don't like back out and go do story, like if you like keep just keep on going, going, going in a row. So um, there are other things in there, things that I haven't found yet. Like I think there are memory fragments that you can unlock for the stories. But um, yeah, art looks good. Music is great. And uh, I'm curious how all these stories uh, come together. 
Awesome. Well, we'll hear about it, no doubt, in a future future episode. Yeah. Yeah. Once I have a stronger sense of what's going on in the story and I can actually remember people's names. <laughs> there are a lot of characters. But uh, yeah, I think that's um, it. Do you have anything else you want to touch on? No, no. I've got to get back to the grind next week. So I think we'll still find something to talk about. We still have enough hobbies to uh, yeah to talk about, but I'm all good. Yeah, and Mitz will be back next week, hopefully. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you all next week. Have a good one. See ya.